Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. Man, oh man, how are you today? You may be feeling a little out of sorts. I know I am. As I record this, most of us are quarantined at home due to the coronavirus. So everybody raise your hand if you're eating the house down in face of this crisis. We are bored, y'all. We are sad, we are worried, we are stressed, we are ticked off, we are out our ever-living minds with these children's around all the time. In fact, one of mine might bust in here at any minute. You just never know. We want comfort and control when the world around us feels so uncomfortable and so out of control. So what do we do? We eat the house down. right? Oh my gosh, it's what's happening. But hey, this is not going to be a pretty situation in a few weeks if we keep it up. So I think it's important that today we talk about how to get a grip on crisis eating. Now, let's start with this. Crisis eating is just emotional eating, plain and simple. And I think that we could talk about emotional eating every single week on this podcast, and it'd be exactly what we need to hear to get us through each week, like a weekly pep talk on how to not emotionally eat. It's one of the biggest challenges that we face when it comes to food. Um, This is something that most of us battle on a daily basis, crisis or not. You know, we eat not because we're hungry, but because we're frustrated and upset or bored or anxious. We eat because we are experiencing feelings that we don't want to feel. Now, what makes this situation particularly hard right now is that we're stuck in the house, like, you know, near all the food. It's just right there. But honestly, it's not that much different. Um, Whether you are used to working from home You know, you probably encounter this already. You're right there near your kitchen. But it's the same if you are working in an office and you have that break room down the hall. You know, they're all potential landmines around us when we use food to avoid our feelings. I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting at my computer working on something. And before you know it, I'm standing in front of the fridge or I'm pouring myself another cup of coffee. And it's like, I don't even realize that I'm doing it until like, you know, the fridge is open and the cold air is hitting my face or I'm like drinking that cup of coffee. I'm like, wait, I didn't really want another cup of coffee or, you know, like, what am I doing? Why, why am I sitting in front of the fridge? Why, why did I do that? Because I got to a place that I was stuck you know, and what happens is that I'll wander over to the fridge or the pantry or the coffee pot as a distraction from feeling frustrated. 
it's not because I'm a bad person with zero self-control. It's because I don't like to feel frustrated or sad or bored or irritated. I mean, who does? You know, it's like I want to smother that feeling (laughs) with something that feels better, like the coffee. You know, I realize that's one reason I started drinking so much coffee it's because it was like a comfort when I was feeling stuck. It was this distraction from my frustration. Now, I have done a lot of work around this, understanding why we emotionally eat, or in this case, crisis eat. And I've figured out how to unravel this, okay, from what I've learned in my life coaching group, Self-Coaching Scholars. So you've probably heard me talk about this before. I've done a podcast on um, self-coaching Christians, I've done a podcast on overeating. This is all the same thing. But we are going to talk about it again today. And we're going to talk about it kind of how it might be manifest manifesting itself in light of this current crisis that we're feeling. So, um, you know, what is happening between the time of me, you know, sitting at the computer and working and then standing in front of the fridge or pouring another cup of coffee is the same thing that's happening from the time that the kids are arguing and I'm pouring a glass of wine. It's the same thing that happens to you before you find yourself nose deep in a bag of chips or grabbing a handful of candy or making a margarita. It all starts with a thought and a feeling. Always. Always, friend. You never open the fridge, the pantry, a bag of chips, a bottle of tequila, whatever it is, without first having a thought or a feeling that triggers that action. Okay, so I want to um, review kind of that sequence of how a thought download looks. You know, I've, I've, like I said, I've done podcasts on this, but I've also done a blog post about this called Self Coaching Christians, which teaches you exactly what I've learned in my life coaching group, except that I put it in a biblical context. And we're going to go over it again right here, right now. Okay. So remember how this looks. It always starts with the circumstance or, you know, what is the situation? What is the true and factual situation, which leads to a thought about that circumstance. That thought leads to a feeling. That feeling leads to an action and that action leads to a result always. Okay. So let's do a couple examples here. Um, let's use the example of the kids beer being around 24 seven. Okay. What is the thought that you might have around that? A couple thoughts I've had this week are they're making me nuts or I'm never going to get my work done or I don't understand how to do this math or I don't want to do this math. Okay. And then what is the feeling? And when you think that thought, how does that make you feel? Maybe you feel stressed or guilty. Maybe you feel guilty that you don't want your kids around all the time, or maybe you feel mad that this situation is like this and, you know, they should be in school learning. Um, okay. So that's the feeling. What is the action? What do you do when you feel like that? What is the action you take from that? Well, it could be a lot of things, but what I've seen a lot of us mamas doing, a lot of people reporting on social media is like, mama needs a drink. So I know a lot of us have been uh, pouring another glass of wine or making ourselves a margarita. 
or something like that. Okay, that's the action that comes from that thought and that feeling. What's the final result of that? Well, it might mean that you're really just drinking more than you want to drinking more than you planned. You know, the result is that it is interrupting the goals that you have for yourself as we're moving here into spring and summer. Maybe it's interrupting the Lent goals that you've had for yourself, you know, this time and we're really trying to decrease, um, decrease this, these kinds of foods in our life, you know, maybe this crisis situation, and this crisis eating has led you to derail from your Lenten goals. I mean, let's face it, this quarantine means a lot of togetherness with the fam, and it may mean that you're drinking more than you want to be right now, right? Okay, let's do another example. So another circumstance from this situation is maybe you're out of a job right now. Maybe you're not working. A thought about that could be, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. Um, And if that could lead to a feeling of being worried, right, that would be very normal to feel worried about that. What is the action that you take out of feeling worried? Well, when we're talking about crisis eating, I think a lot of us, um, start baking. You know, <laughs> I know I have part of the problem this, you know, with having the kids home and having the crisis. And it's like this perfect storm is that I want my kids to love cooking, but my kids want to bake, you know, they don't really want to make dinner, they want to make like chocolate peanut butter oatmeal bars, you know, and so um, that is what we have been doing in face of this um, crisis and leading to crisis eating is that we've been doing a lot of baking. And so what does that result in? That baking results in overeating. And for me, feeling kind of gross from overeating too much, eating more of these sugary treats um, than I want to, right? So that could be um, a situation for you or your own spin on that same kind of situation. Okay, let's take another circumstance that might be leading us to crisis eating. Um, I know a lot of people have had their vacation canceled, right? So that would be the circumstance, vacation canceled. Your thought about that might be, man, so unfair, right? I've been saving for that. I've been looking forward to that for so long. So unfair. I deserve my vacation. All of those thoughts. How are any of those thoughts going to make you feel? Probably not that great, right? So a common feeling would be disappointed. What might you do when you're disappointed? What kind of crisis eating might you do? That action might be eating a bag of M&Ms. Like, girl, I'm going for the candy right now. And then what would be the result of that action? You're upset with yourself. Like the last chew, bite, you know, swallow that last delicious M&M, it's like immediately after that is that's when the guilty feelings start pouring in. And so that result is that you just feel terrible about yourself, you know, and that, that lasts, that lasts a lot longer than the pleasure of those M&Ms, unfortunately. But in all of these cases that we just went over, all of these circumstances, um, kind of of the crisis, you know, this cry, we have this crisis of, this virus, which spins off into all of these different circumstances in our lives, vacations being canceled, you know, the kids being home, um, not working, right, we're having all of these crises coming off of this. And, um, and it leads us they can all lead us to this emotional eating. 
in all of these cases, we're using food as comfort, as a way to avoid discomfort. We just want to feel better, you know, and we use food as a buffer. We also use food as a way to control something when everything around us feels out of control. You know, we can't control the world. We can't control the way other people act. We can't control businesses closing down and airlines, you know, canceling trips and all of these things, school being canceled. But food, we can control. The thing we put in our mouth, we can control. And so we want to feel that control. We can, we can control the way we feel in that moment by eating something that feels pleasurable. The problem is, is that that comfort and that control is only temporary. In fact, it's only momentary if we think about it. You know, it only delays that discomfort that you were feeling. But then ultimately you have even more discomfort because, you know, your kids are still there 24-7, right? You're still not going to have your job right now. Your vacation still got canceled. But now on top of that, your body is suffering some consequences, whether it's a headache from, you know, too much alcohol or weight gain from all the baked goods that you've been making or a skin breakout from the sugar, you know? And so now we've just doubled down on our problems. We've added insult to injury. Okay. So important to understand the sequence of how this happens. So what do we do? You know? It's not necessarily that we have to change that thought into something more positive. We certainly can do that. You know, we can look at a circumstances and decide to think something positive about that. We have the choice to think any thought that we want. It is our free will to think anything we want about a circumstance. We can think that our vacation getting canceled means we're going to have an even better end when, it, when this all blows over. We can be like, thank God I didn't go on that vacation right now because it's going to be 10 times sweeter when I do get to go. In fact, there's probably something terrible that was going to happen and make it less awesome that I couldn't foresee. But now when I do go, it's going to be the perfect timing. Sometimes positive thinking works great like that. I will do something like that a lot. Like that was not meant to be because something was not going to go right. But later, it's going to be the perfect timing you know, and that makes me feel better. It can make us feel better and therefore doesn't drive us to try and avoid the feeling of feeling bad. If we're feeling okay about it, it feels better. But sometimes positive thinking doesn't work. And frankly, sometimes we want to give a big old middle finger to positive thinking. I mean, to be frank, like I said, have you ever felt like that? Sometimes we want to be sad and disappointed over a situation. Sometimes we want to grieve our job, our vacation, our alone time. That's okay. It's totally okay. Life is not going to be rainbows and daisies all the time. But the lesson in it, here's the big lesson, is to feel the feels. Don't eat the feels. That's the big secret to overcoming emotional eating or crisis eating. Feel the feels. Don't eat the feels. We have to learn to sit in discomfort without trying to buffer it, avoid it, or smother it with food. And that's hard, y'all. It is dang hard. 
But it's the perfect time to lean into the Lord, to pray, to read scripture, instead of reading the back of the cereal box, right? Instead of grabbing for the cereal box, you know, when we're feeling discomfort, instead of emotionally eating, sit in prayer, ask God for strength, get your Bible out, read some scripture, you know, boost yourself up in that way. Here is what I'm learning in life. The more I'm willing to be uncomfortable, the more I grow in a positive way. You know, it's true for all of us. Whether that's the discomfort of a challenging workout or speaking in front of a crowd or taking a really hard class that makes me want to cry. I'm looking at you hormones class. (laughs) Or not drinking wine when my kids are acting like freaks. You know, whatever it is. On the other side of not eating or not drinking in response to stress or a crisis is a body that feels better mentally and physically. On the other side of all those things is a stronger me. As you've heard me say before, results are on the other side of discomfort. On the other side of this crisis that we're facing right now is a stronger all of us. Okay, now I'm a practical person because I'm a Virgo. And that's how we are. So I know you may be sitting there and hearing this and being like, yeah, I mean, I get that. That makes total sense. It sounds like exactly what's going on with me. And I'm willing to work on that. But like, I need some, I need some more hands-on options right now in the meantime, (laughs) while I'm working on feeling the feels. Okay, I got you. I understand. So here are a few other ideas, some things that you can do, okay, instead of crisis eating. One is that you can do one of these thought downloads in the moment, in that time when you are feeling, when, you, when in that action, when you are moving toward the fridge or the pantry, the wine glass, whatever it is, write down this thought download, write down the circumstance, the thought, the feeling, the action and the result. Okay, I highly, highly encourage you to try these. I have taught this to the members of the Christian Health Club. We spend a whole month doing this. And, you know, teaching this to them. And I encourage them to do this. Um, not only when it comes to eating, but with all circumstances in life, okay? It is one of the greatest self-help tools when it comes to emotional eating. I mean, my life coach has coached thousands of women on this simple formula. The circumstance, thought, feeling, action, and result, okay? It is so powerful to understand where your brain is taking you in applying that um, what we are called to do in 2 Corinthians 10 5 which tells us to take captive our thoughts take captive those thoughts that do not align with who and what God says we are you know again it doesn't have to be all rainbow and unicorn thoughts you know but is the thought that you're thinking is it the way Jesus would counsel you to think right 
think of it like that. So doing these thought downloads, processing where your brain is going is super powerful. And again, you can go to the christiannutritionist.com and search self-coaching Christians and find exactly how to do that and read the Bible verses that will, you know, inspire you um, to do it as well. And I will put the link in the show notes if you want to find it that way. Okay, another thing that you can do, walk, get outside and walk. I am loving filling some of this extra time with more walking. Um, you know, I've talked to several people that just, you know, mentioned in passing, well, I ain't that I was just bored. You know, I got all this time on my hands and I just find myself wandering in the kitchen. Girl, wander yourself outside, walk around the block. It feels kind of amazing to get extra walk in. I feel like I'm, I feel kind of like I'm cheating time. Like, oh my gosh, I have extra time. I get to go, you know, on a walk. You could listen to a podcast. You could take one of your kids with you. I took my daughter on a walk with me the other day. Well, one day we did a walk. She walked the whole three miles with me. And then another day she rode her bike. Um, and the day that she walked with me, I mean, holy cow, she talked and talked and talked and talked. <laughs> I learned so much about what was going through her mind on that walk. And it was, it was really cool. It was special, you know. Um, I really enjoyed that time. My kids have been taking all kinds of extra walks. We had this, um, we had this little um, nature hike place right behind our house called Eaton Hill. And they have been hiking Eaton Hill almost daily. And I love that. So um, get outside, use this time, you know, especially as the, the weather is changing and getting warmer and the birds are chirping. It is such a blessing, such a nice change of scenery to get outside and go on a little walk, even if it's just around the block, doesn't have to be long. Get out of your, um, just, you know, get out of your situation. If you are feeling like you want to put food in your mouth at a time when you're not hungry. Okay. Another thing you can do is call, text, or post your accountability person or group. Instead of grabbing for the food, grab for the phone. You know, and if you don't have an accountability person, get one. It can be a friend, a prayer partner, your nutritionist. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm here for you. I find that's one of the biggest reasons people hire me. They want accountability. I mean, I've hired people for accountability too. You know the story of when I hired the um, the business coach. I mean, a lot of that was for direction, but a lot of that was that I knew if I laid down some bucks, I would do what I needed to do. I would follow up. When you pay, you pay attention. That is what I have found, and that is what some mentors have told me, and it's true. Um, so... That is something you might want to do. And some of you, you know, pay a trainer. That's great too. You know, I know you probably can't go to the gym right now. Um, but maybe maybe you pay some kind of online um, exercise, you know, app or service or something like that. It really helps for accountability. But it really does help when you're accountable to a person, when they are looking for you, when you can text them in the middle of like, I'm about to crisis eat. Like, let's talk, you know talk me off the ledge. Um, one of my Feast of Fasters, so right now, y'all, we are right in the middle of Feast of Fast, which has been really quite a blessing because we, um, you know, we have some structure of what we're trying to follow here, but it's still hard. I mean, I'm having, I'm finding that it's difficult too. We are right in the middle of um, our Heck Yeah weeks, which is helpful because Heck Yeahs are on the table right now. We can, 
you know, have some of those fun carby foods, but at the same time, you know, we're finding ourselves leaning on those a little bit more. One of my Feast of Fasters posted in the group, um, she was speaking to the group. She's like, hey, step away from whatever is tempting you. It is not worth it. She said, I've been staying on the program pretty well and I felt great. But last night, for no obvious reason, I went and found a bag of M&Ms and I ate all of them. And then I slept terrible. So she's like, you know, she's saying she had no obvious reason for doing that. Well, you know, it, it is just kind of this stress that gets to us. It's this thought. Sometimes I think the thought is, well, I can do it. You know, it's like a thought of, um, it's okay to do this right now because these are weird times and it's not going to last forever. So I'm going for it. We almost give ourselves that subconscious permission. You know, a lot of our thoughts are subconscious. We don't even realize we're thinking them. It's really why you have to pay attention to your thoughts and see what your thoughts are doing and what, what they're leading you to do. They seem like, you know, these actions seem to come out of nowhere. But like I said, they always stem from a thought and a feeling. And so it's why it's so helpful to see like, what led me <laughs> to this pack of M&Ms? Why did I do that? That is not my usual MO. Um, but also be aware of that, you know, is that during these times, it's real easy to give ourselves uh, a little bit too much room for excuse, you know, because these are such weird times. Um, but do take do take advantage of having an accountability um, partner or group. Okay. Another thing that you could do is fast. Y'all fasting is one of the best resets when you've overdone it. So if you've been having some crisis eating happening, um, plan a fast for yourself. Right now, like I said, we are doing the Lent round of Feast to Fast, and um, it is different than the other rounds of Feast to Fast because we do a weekly super fast. Every week, we do one day, we pick one day where we do an extra long fast. Um, and this has been such a built-in blessing and so helpful during this time because, like I said, I've been struggling with this situation too and definitely reaching for more carbs. I mean, carbs are always the crisis food of choice, right? You're probably not um, reaching to eat more salad or chicken or, you know, broccoli. Probably not. If you are, you are my hero. But anyway, we're usually reaching for more carbs. So I was getting a little out of hand with my heck yeahs. But then it, you know, came time for me to do my weekly super fast. And I was so grateful. And I was grateful that I had the accountability in my group to do it. That's the thing. We get in the group, we're like, I'm starting my super fast, you know. Um, and that is so helpful to have that. And so um, I did my super fast this week. Actually, I just finished it today. I went almost 21 hours. And it made me feel so much better. You know, it's just a complete reset, um, spiritually, mentally, and physically. Um, so it's a great one to do. So set yourself a super fast. And like I said, super fast just means fasting longer than you normally do. Push yourself a little bit and lean into the Lord with prayer and gratitude for your blessings. It is just such a good thing all the way around the whole spirit, mind, body, um, package, a super fast and fasting in general is so good for that. Okay. Speaking of carbs, another thing y'all can do. Now, you know, I don't like to count, but this may be an occasion to, um, in feast of fast, uh, carbs are really the only thing that we keep track of. 
um, because it's always going to be the carbs that get us into trouble, right? And in times of crisis, we may need to be face to face with hard numbers if things are spinning out of control. So if you are somebody that doesn't mind logging into my fitness pal, then log in for a few days. If you've been out of practice, you can do that. For me, um, just writing down my carb counts for the day, because really, like I said, I don't, I'm just not much of a logger. Um, but if I will write down, keep track of my carb counts and kind of add them up as the day goes on, watching them do that is usually helpful for me in pumping the brakes. Like, oh my gosh, you know, you kind of keeping track of where you are then that can be really helpful and share your carb count with your accountability partner or your group. You know, if you are um, doing that, that can absolutely be just kind of this inner stopping system, you know, kind of that halting system, the brakes, like I said, that you need to stop you from overdoing it into the crisis eating. Okay. So those are some helpful ideas. And just, you know, finally, y'all, just keep in mind that crisis eating will lead to a body in crisis. You know, even though these times feel wonky, it is not the green light to throw all of your health goals out the window. You know, yes, we need to give ourselves grace 100%. We need to do the best that we can in light of the fact that maybe, you know, our favorite healthier options are not available. Although so far, I really haven't had much trouble with that. Um, but maybe you are worth where you live, having trouble getting your hands on food that you normally eat, and you're just kind of struggling with, you know, how to make that happen in a way um, with what's available to you. But I would have you think of your future self, you know, think of yourself in a month or two. Is the way you're treating your body right now leading to how you want to look and feel as we move into spring into summer you know I mean we can do a lot of damage from crisis eating right now in these next few weeks and as I said earlier you know instead of creating the damage we can actually come out on the other side of this cri crisis stronger spiritually mentally and physically so channel this discomfort that you're feeling into strengthening your faith your mind and your body, read your Bible, go on a walk, do a challenging workout, create meals that serve the body you want to have, not the one that you don't. Okay. All right, my friends. Also remember that I'm taking appointments right now, I'm working with people um, on an individual basis as I do. And this might be a great time if you've got, you know, if you're worried about having time to do that, start right away. It might be a, the perfect time for a proactive plan with accountability. Just know that I'm praying for you. I'm praying for our country. I'm praying for the world. And I just thank Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you are always in control. Hallelujah for that. Okay, friends, have a healthy and blessed week. And I will talk to you soon. Hi everyone.
and remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.